Hello, welcome to Saddest Night Out, episode 11. Thanks for joining me. Always a pleasure to have you here. Today's episode is the interview that I did with the band Fur at the Old Blue Last on Friday, 23rd of March. It was the first time I'd seen them headline a show and the show was as great as I was hoping it would be. And they were kind enough to let me interview them as well. I thought I'd just get to talk to one of them outside while they were smoking for a little bit. But they invited me to the backstage area, to the green room, and I got to talk to all of them. It was a kind of conversation that could have gone on for hours, but as you'll hear, because it ends a bit abruptly, we kind of remembered that, oh yeah, you actually have to play a show. So I had to head on down and prepare for that. And of course, I could not continue this episode without giving a shout out to Yara, who is a friend I made the first time I saw this band, which was at birthdays. I can't remember who they were supporting. I want to say Weird Milk, but I might be wrong. But I saw them play birthdays, I think maybe September last year. And I thought they were great. I didn't know who they were. I wasn't expecting anything, but I thought they were great. And then I got to talking to the person next to me saying, what did you think of this band? And she was ecstatic. She said, it's my second time seeing them. I'm absolutely in love with them. They're the best band ever. And we've been, <laughs> we've been friends ever since. I, I think this is maybe the third or fourth time we saw this band together, me and Yara. So, hey Yara, if you're ever listening. Fur are a very good band, and that's putting it lightly. They've got a sound that makes them stand out. That's memorable. They have a craft of songwriting that they know how to keep mining that vein without it ever getting repetitive. I think the first time I ever saw them and wrote about them, I said that they sound like they would be the band that plays at your high school prom in the 50s or 60s. And I mean that as praise. It's such a specific image that's conjured with their sound. I think on their Facebook page they state their influences as Robbie Williams and Ribby Walliams, which I think tells you all you need to know about the future-thinking genius of this band. But I'm forever grateful to them for letting me interview them because this was the first time I'd done an interview with a band or anything, and it's something I intend to do a lot more of on this little diary-slash-tumblr-slash- podcast thing that I'm doing here and I was really nervous going into it because I not it's not as if I had questions prepared if I continue to do this I think you'll quickly come to see I never really have questions prepared in that way it's more about having a conversation and letting it flow naturally so you want it to get to the point where you forget you're actually recording and you're just enjoying your time and that's very much what happened here So that's enough yabbering from me. I, of course, will see you at the end for a little bit of music, but please enjoy this interview with the band Fur. By the way, Fur are a four-piece band from Brighton. Let me do some actual professional type of introduction here. Fur are a four-piece band from Brighton. Will Murray is the guitarist and lead singer. Harry Zweig is the guitarist. Will Taverner is the bassist. And Flynn Whelan is the drummer. They met in Brighton because they will go to a music college, as they mentioned in this. They don't exactly introduce themselves, but I think you can quickly tell who's who and who's talking when. But either way, the story they tell is just really interesting. They've come, they've come a long way in what feels like a short time, but I think their story goes back to at least 2015. And I truly think the only way is up for these guys. So with any luck, when they are up the bill of national and international festivals. We can look back on this interview and say, hey, I was there near the beginning, and I always said, these guys are going places. Okay, so now I've given some 
proper introduction to this, please enjoy this interview with the band Fur. Really, rather not have included, just let me know and I'll, I'll sort you guys out and wait do you sleep. What I kind of want to focus on in this conversation is just the early days of yeah, Fur. Okay, okay. So, we are backstage. I've never been backstage at the Old Blue Last before, actually. It's quite. It's, kind of fancy of, back um, it's tagged with every band yeah. you think of this. Have you tagged it then? Yeah, we yeah, have. Yeah, okay. You all look exactly where you've been, where is it? Oh yeah. And then yeah. Sold for you can't art. you can cut this bit, but someone put our cunts next to it. We have our word, we have our word that we're not. I trust, yeah. We've got a little people that are just so, so you're about to play your latest headline show this, yeah, in London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah we start. Oh, sorry. Like, I don't want you to feel like, oh, God, you're on the record thing. It's just no, like no, a no, casual no, conversation yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. where I just happen to be recording. Yeah. Do you remember the first time you headlined a show? Yeah. It was our first show. It was actually... Your first show was a headline show. show. Which yeah. is very uncommon. Um, yeah, how'd that happen? Probably our best show to this day. <laughs> In certain ways. It was exciting it was for exciting. us. Yeah, and yeah so uh, our uni, we go to a music college in Brighton, and mm-hmm. part of the what was it, like, event management course, mm-hmm. their thing was to put on a show, okay. and conveniently they were putting on a show at the exact time that we had just kind of crafted a set, and were wanting right. to do the show, and we knew two of the girls putting it on. Um, and I think through that and through us kind of trying to build a bit of hype, we managed to sell it out. Whoa! So that was like... We didn't expect Jesus, it. Jesus, talk about peaking we, early. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we did our first show and we didn't really expect it, like 20 people to come, 15 of them being on my face. Yeah, <laughs> we, were, we were just backstage and the two girls who were really lovely by the way for the show and they came in and uh, they were like, yeah, sold out. We were like, what? <laughs> it was crazy. We had so, no idea. And we had like, like not even played there, a show yeah. before that. So was they that? were like, oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. So how far into like the... The fur history. <laughs> oh, so I just have a few guests join us for the interview. <laughs> you can hang out. Oh, yeah. So how long into like the fur history was it before you played that first show? How long had you guys existed as a we, foursome? Oh, yeah. Sort of like, well, yeah, me and Mario were just sort of writing stuff together and hanging out. It was never really anything serious until we got these two guys involved. Yeah. Um, so I think it kind of formed the moment there was four of us, but before that we just were pissing around writing songs like Creature and... Yeah, so like me and Harry met on like the uni freshers Facebook page, um, and Harry had seen my old band playing with Superfood. Because oh, Harry liked Superfood and was like, "Oh, this is sick." Um, and so yeah, sent me a message like, "I know you." Cap looks. Like, I know you. Uh, <laughs> not creepy. Not creepy at all. Just like chatting to a band with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw your old band. I was like, "Fucking shit!" He's <laughs> gonna bully me. Um, <laughs> No, so yeah, like we just started talking uh, and like had the same music taste and like the same things and then our birthdays were like two days apart oh. and it was around that sort of time of the year so then we just like met up and started hanging out with best friends straight Both fell our driving tests. Both fell our driving tests. Those are the hallmarks that really forged that brotherhood. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, did you yeah. fail? Yeah, I fell too. <laughs> yeah, we started like just writing, not really with the purpose of it being for a band, just like we both share the same interests in music and we both like writing music, so let's just see what happens. Okay. Um, so out of Tav and Flynn, who came in first? Tav did. But luckily, I think like we, I think within the first week, we had written a load of shit and then we wrote Creature, which was like the first song and we kept it on SoundCloud as a 
sort of uh, practice just for us to listen to. Is that when you need kind of struck oil? You've got something here. As At as first, like, you didn't like it. I was like, I'm not really sure in this song. And I, was, I was like, I think this is. And then like a little magazine picked it up and it started getting some plays, so it's like quite a nice position for when we moved to Brighton and Tav was like a last minute my my, my house basically like the house fell through and so he ended up living with us. And we were like okay. bass and he was like, yeah, bass we but then we just met Flynn on a night out, so that's fun as well. Pretty messy night out. Yeah. So we just formed from that. Yeah. yeah. And then Flynn woke up yeah. with his mate being like, Do you know you joined a band? I was yeah. like, I had a text on my phone when I woke up and it said, Hey, it's Harry from last night. I still want to be in fur. And I was like, What the? <laughs> what, like what is fur? What's that? <laughs> what, like, what could that possibly be? Which was a band, which you know. <laughs> it worked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, you came around the next day and then we just played Preacher yeah, yeah. like 20 times. Yeah. That was like the only song we were like happy with and we wanted to. So, none of us had any pedals yet either. So, how long did you exist like that before you got pedals and you got more songs? Probably a couple months and then obviously we were like we need to start writing. Then we had our first official practice and we played two songs for about two hours which is Mary Oh, no, we're going to talk about that, actually. We're really bad so it's fine. No one will ever hear that. Yeah, it's just for us, just for us. I think then, I think we were quite comfortable in the fact that obviously like early on there's no pressure to like have to release loads of stuff or especially when you're not gigging, no one actually has to hear any of your songs yet. So we had we had Creature out, and then we wrote a couple more. Sort of got a set together that we weren't like confident here. Like, Let's go and play loads of shows. Right. Then we wrote one and twenty, and that was the next one where we were like, we're happy enough. With those I think we started to feel like a little bit of pressure to do something because we'd had a few like a few shows that like been had a bit of buzz around them, uh-huh. and people were starting to like figure out like oh you've never heard of fur. We only okay. really had one song, so we were like, okay, shit, we really need to do something. <laughs> so we released one in 20, just like one night. I think I was just getting the bus home, and uh, we no, were we all did on the chat. And we, yeah. uh, we were yeah. just like, yeah, let's uh, maybe release something. Release and we're like, yeah, tonight, let's just release something. Yeah. So, what year is this we're talking about? 2015. Yeah. So, this is leading up to 2016. The end of 2015, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That is great. <laughs> so end of 2015 is that when you played that first headline sellout no, gig? No, we played no, it two months February 2016, so yeah. early 2016. Okay. So we had had two February. songs out. February third or whatever. Yeah. First, second, third. We had two songs out and then played that. And then obviously after that it was like we did then do a lot of support slots. Yeah. Like yeah. On support slots with some really cool artists like Spring King, Spring King, Jimmy Whispers. And yeah, Jimmy Whispers is really cool. Like Blind Album is like our second show. We oh. really love you guys. And that well, that was with the Sherlock's and Blind Album were main support. Yeah, Blind Album were tour support for Sherlock's, but I had heard of Blind Album and we were way more excited to be playing. This is sick. Like, yeah, it's all in Brighton at the time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So basically. A certain level of band that comes into town, you're kind of a good pick to be a support yeah, band. Yeah, yeah. It was just, I think we just got really lucky. We also had like a really lovely contact who's willing to put some good shows. Yeah. It's that really helped like the formation of like getting our name about a little bit. Yeah. It's just that we got really lucky. And I think it's thanks to that first show that we did, like yeah. the headline. 
it's because there was that buzz around it that yeah. someone was like, hey, let's put them on a few shows, and that helps us out so much. Yeah. Let's go back. That first show, you got, is it still one song in mind? Is it still Creature that's on Yeah, two, and that's two. Two songs in mind, yeah. like you told like, your friends at that to come and check you out. Yeah, yeah. And you all weren't... our friends there from where we live, yeah. they'd all come down, um, so that was quite a lot of people. And then, yeah, it was I think there were loads of people from uni who just wanted to check yeah. out the Brighton scene, who had just been to Brighton. Um, it so, was just a combination of that, and it, it was lucky, and with like it was a really nice thing to happen. I yeah. sent my workmates from HMV. I used to work at HMV, and had some workmates from there come down, but I think they hated it. <laughs> <laughs> but they showed up. That's what yeah, they happened. They made really up the numbers. Ticket, they were yeah, <laughs> always really excited about firm uh, four, and then they saw us, and they never stopped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were really. Uh, who's laughing now? Huh? Who's laughing now? Yeah. So it sounds like you had a pretty comfortable setup in Brighton. How long until you play your first show in London? Oh, it was here. It was at the old blue. It was, and it was um, fake on antidotes. It was fake laugh and Alka. Yeah, yeah, it was. That was, that was, that was both really good bands. Yeah. Is it still 2016? Uh, right? Yeah, this must have been like March 2016. About oh, March or April. Like, two or three months after, I think, was our first like support. It we did first one here. Which was so good. We loved it. And at this time, what's the set list looking like? Is it the same as um, that first show? Are you constantly writing? Pretty similar. Recently, I think we. Was it not the first show, we definitely were like, fuck, we've got to play for. Like more than like 10 minutes. <laughs> so I think we threw in like threw us stupid up. covers. And, and we played uh, some interludes as well. Yeah, yeah. just this. Uh, it's classy, you know? Well, it did it work. It made enough of a good impression yeah. that yeah. that ball kind of kept rolling. Yeah. Well, the crowd down the front, that gig was still the craziest crowd. <laughs> but it was definitely like everyone is drunk, they probably don't know who's playing. <laughs> but but they're loving it, they're having the time of their lives. There was like a circle pit now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, there was a, there was Someone threw a chair. Be honest, they've all been fight. downhill. Yeah, it was actually a down the front, yeah. It was like a big WWE, steel chair. That you just happened to be there for. Yeah. Alright, so. You're like a side show. Like yeah. <laughs> Blood just spraying everywhere. Yeah. So 2016 was it the same that you see yeah. you played a show in London? Yeah. yeah. Well, I first saw you end of 2017. Between yeah. then, between 2016 and then, just lots of gigging, lots of writing. Mm, I guess a bit, yeah. uh, a bit more juicy. I, <laughs> I would like yeah. So 2016. The, the beginning of 2016 was like we were doing as much as we could, like as many shows and stuff. Then approaching end of June. Yeah, it's during the Euros, wasn't it? During the Euros. <laughs> this is your birthday. And, yeah. Um, there was just like a load of, because me and Tav and Harry Robson living together, there was like a load of tension between like living styles and who lived yeah. like what and who lived how this and whatever. Um, and there was like big falling out. Um, and looking back on it, it was pretty pathetic. But at the time, it was a this is a genuine thing. So I, I ended up being like, I don't really want to do this anymore. Okay. So how so long was that pause for? Then? That was June, and then we ended up finishing because we had like a couple oh, of festivals. Oh, yeah. So we did. So we ended up finishing that. Um, yeah, we ended up finishing like the shows that we still had booked because we didn't want to let people down and be like. Yeah, yeah. You know, making holes in the lineup and stuff. Um, so then, what time are you guys on? I think it was. Oh, yeah. we're, doing so yeah, we're, we're recording. Sorry. 
So I think we did all the shows and then it was November. Yeah. November 29th. So we drunk messaged each other. We were just uh, like, the, all these three had been uh -huh. like, why are we doing this? Just fucking tell Murray. <laughs> <laughs> it was genuinely that night. We, were, was, we yeah. were so drunk, we were like, we might as well get it back together. So I was, yeah. on I was the only one not living with them, so okay. Tav, Flynn, and Murray all lived together. Because this is now uh, our second year of uni when we right. changed living yeah. arrangements. It's like September 2016, kind of that. Yeah, yeah. So we just got drunk and then we agreed on it. Then you came over and we had a Chinese. We wrote a song and we were like, let's do it again. Band I think we just had to like, just be like, so, uh, yeah. we hadn't really talked and we were like, let's just put whatever stupid things behind <laughs> and just. Because like, we were well with friends, so like, it was pointless. It was a shame, so. But then, yeah, we got, so, yeah, we got back together after that and then we. Yeah, you'd written trying in the period between us, like in our band on. Cat Valley. Yeah, <laughs> and the back, a non-existent band from. that was sort of a. I'm gonna I started another band. Even better, and then I went, oh shit, I've just written the first songs. And then ended up, yeah, we ended up just releasing a single that we were kind of like. Yeah, trying. Back at it, doing it. Yeah, I think it's. I know people always say, oh, it's for the better, but I think genuinely, like, the. All of our, like, mindsets since that have been very, like, we're not going to let anything of like that yeah, affect. Yeah, I think now you probably have a greater uh, appreciation for what yeah, you have and you've let it go. And we, all, we all work a lot harder and put it put further before anything, which yeah. we probably weren't doing well enough before. So it's gone from being a bit of a lark between the two of you to like a, the first priority. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think, yeah, it started as just a, a bit of fun between us and then it moved to four of us having fun and now it's mm. like, well, obviously we're having fun, but... <laughs> and now it's four of us having no fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, broke no. Uh, now, it, yeah, it's like, it's definitely something that we want to just keep doing for as long as we can. Well, at this stage, between, say, playing like a tour, mm -hmm. writing more songs mm -hmm. or recording the songs you've mm -hmm. got, what's the most top priority out of those? What do you most want to focus on? <laughs> or is it I, I think D, all of the above? We're really working on uh, just having the best songs. We're writing so much at the moment and uh, that's going really well. So we're so excited to like, show new stuff as yeah. well. So we can, you know, set the moment with loads of new songs and that's exciting as yeah. well. Then also just, uh, yeah, we do want to, like, I think the tour is like our next big thing. We're ready to start like going around the UK and playing, you know, support on the tour and yeah. play some bigger shows and you know places we've not played in like Manchester or something. Yeah. Yeah, we did the odd show up north every now and then but like it'd be nice to sort of just like smash a few out. Yeah. I also yeah. think it's like there's the kind of like letting people hear your music through social media yeah. and you don't have like an actual connection, you just hear people going, that's great on a tweet. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to like actually going and playing a show and someone coming up to you and being like, I love the music. Like, yeah, in I mean, person, it just it's a lot nicer. I, I was gonna say, because it means a lot more. Your last Instagram post was like about tonight's show, yeah. And looking just casually looking through the comments for yeah. that, you've got already a bit of international audience people are being like, Come yeah, to like New York, Indonesia, come to the uh, Indonesia at the moment. I think Jakarta has suddenly got <laughs> yeah. the most listened city, yeah. which is well, yeah. Cool, yeah. But, we so, yeah, we're on very soon. Oh, That's, so right now. <laughs> That's cool. That'll do. Well, guys, thank you very much. No, 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 no. Thank you so much, Ray. No problem. 
All right, and that was that interview. Thanks again to the band for letting me talk to them. Thank you to the Old Blue Last for letting me go in their green room, although it wasn't as if there was any security or anything, but still, thank you for hosting the gig, and thank you, audience, whoever you are, for listening. And now, as is tradition around these parts, I'll play a little bit of music. I The reason I play music at the end of each of these episodes is because I'm forever procrastinating when it comes to making and finishing my own music. So having to record a little piece and put it out every day is a step in the right direction for me as far as improving my work ethic. Also, I think it might be interesting to have some sort of record or diary of works in progress actually progressing. And also it's because I can. There really are no rules to this thing. It still feels weird to me that this podcast is actually on iTunes and stuff, so anyone around the world can potentially listen to it. I know that's the way these things go, but it still feels weird. Anyway, also, with Fur, I hope you enjoyed the interview. You can find them online. If you just Google Fur Baby Fur, all as one word, you'll probably find their Instagram or their Facebook or their SoundCloud or something, but you'll find more information about them. In fact, I think I mentioned towards the end of that conversation, I can't remember, that they posted an Instagram post about their gig at the, at the Old Blue Last, and the comments were coming from, like, Peru and New York and all over the place. So, hello to whatever international audience happens to be listening to this interview with your new favourite band. Anyway, let's play a little bit of music. This is just a quick demo of something, an instrumental piece that I will do something with much further down the road. If I can remember how to play it... Loud, enjoy. Forgive the mistakes. Anyway, that's it for me. I'll see you tomorrow, Saddest Night Out. You can find me online the usual places, Twitter, Instagram, email saddestnightout at gmail.com, and I have a Patreon, just patreon.com forward slash saddestnightout. Thanks for listening. I'll see you tomorrow. Adios.